Welcome to another episode of Open the Boot Podcast. My name is Rob. I'm a cinema projectionist and a movie collector here in Dublin, Ireland, and I am the host of Open the Boot. So before we get going on today's episode, just to kind of check in and see if you checked up on the last couple of episodes, I'm doing this kind of series of Halloween movie recommendations. I'm trying to do something a bit different and choose movies that I actually have in my movie collection here to recommend. So I'm choosing 10 movies from each decade. So there's already been two previous podcasts on the 2000s and the 1990s. And that would obviously lead us into this episode covering the 1980s. So I have 10 movies from my movie collection that I'm going to take a look at uh, Halloween movie recommendations. So let's get into this. Okay, so number one on the list for the 1980s Halloween movie recommendations is The Fog, 1980. Antonio Bay, California has turned 100 years old and is getting ready to celebrate its centennial year. As the residents of the small, quaint harbour town begin to celebrate, an eerie fog envelops the shore and from its mist emerge dripping demonic spectres, victims of a century-old shipwreck seeking revenge. John Carpenter's The Fog in 1980, uh, directed by John Carpenter. Obviously, your cast in here includes Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Hal Holbrook, John Houseman, Janet Lee, Tom Atkins, and Nancy Loomis. Um, so this was Carpenter's follow-up to his like smash hit sensation of 1978 Halloween. This was the next movie that he followed it up with. Um, the opening sequence I liked is really cool. The kids around the campfire, kind of, you know, telling camp- campfire stories, kind of setting up the... Um, what the movie is kind of about really and um, I always liked uh, Adrian Barbeau in this role I thought she was quite good and the whole kind of radio station setting for the movie um, kind of overlooking the bay is pretty cool Um, bit of a slow build in this one but I think it's a nice slow build uh, up until your kind of main finale yeah so that's the first one in here The Fog 1980 so number two on the list they were warned they are doomed and on Friday the 13th nothing will save them Friday the 13th 1980 Camp Crystal Lake is reopening, eager young counsellors, eyes shining with idealism and hormones racing through their veins are ready to lead guests in summer kumbayas and games. But there's one game you won't find in the camp's guidebook. Someone likes to play Kill the Counsellor. Uh, Friday the 13th, 1980. Pretty cool one here. Directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Cast includes Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Kevin, uh, young Kevin Bacon and Ari Lehman, just to name a few. So at the time, this was the birth of a 10 movie franchise, although we didn't know it at the time and sort of missed its main uh, cast member, Jason Voorhees, who wouldn't sort of really come into effect until part two. But I will say Betsy Palmer is great in her role as Mrs. Voorhees and Adrian King would also go on to appear in part two a young tom savini would provide the special makeup effects for the movie kind of i guess he was sort of starting out at the time in the beginning of his career in 1980 and the movie also features a pretty iconic score slash soundtrack by harry manfredini friday the 13th 1980 is number two on the list next up number three on the list the shining 1980 also think of the greatest terror imaginable is it a monstrous alien a lethal epidemic or as in this harrowing masterpiece from Stanley Kubrick, is it fear of murder by someone who should love and protect you, a member of your own family? From a script he co-adapted from the Stephen King novel, Kubrick Mel's vivid performances, menacing settings, dreamlike tracking shots and shock after shock into a milestone of the macabre. In a signature role, Jack Nicholson plays Jack Torrance, who has come to the elegant, isolated Overlook Hotel as off-season caretaker with his wife and son. Torrance has never been there before, or has he? 
The answer lies in a ghostly time warp of madness and murder. The Shining 1980, a course directed by Stanley Kubrick. Cast includes Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Danny Lloyd and Scatman Crothers. This is an absolute Kubrick masterpiece. Um, as I mentioned, based on the Stephen King novel, Jack Nicholson is absolutely outstanding in this one. Um, I'm surprised if you haven't seen this one already. If you like it, I would recommend also checking out a documentary called um, about The Shining called Room 237. Um, pretty interesting, kind of some theories and ideas and stuff about the whole Kubrick and The Shining. So that's the next one up on the list here, The Shining 1980. Next one up on the list is An American Werewolf in London 1981. David Naughton and Jenny Agutter star in this classic cult black comedy, American Backpackers David Kessler and Jack take off for a three-month European jaunt. Walking in the desolate English countryside, they come across some locals who give them chilling words of advice. Keep to the road and keep clear of the moors and beware of the moon. The boys set off into the darkness and hear a terrifying hell from across the moors, unaware that they are being stalked by a mythical beast with a taste for blood. Those who are killed by this creature become the undead, roaming the earth throughout eternity. But anyone who escapes with his life has a different fate in store. An American Werewolf in London, 1981, directed by John Landis. Cast includes, as I just mentioned there, David Norton, Jenny Agutter, Griffin Dunn and John Woodvine is also in there. This is a fantastic uh, werewolf movie and features some amazing uh, special makeup effects by Rick Baker, which kind of allowed us to see like a, an on-screen change from human to werewolf. Pretty fantastic stuff for 1981. Um, all practical effects looks fantastic, and it has a great. Um, it's a great 80s movie with a fantastic uh, sort of soundtrack to boot as well. Bad Moon Rising by Creedence Clearwater Revival is sort of the main track there featured in the movie that's a pretty cool one to check out if you haven't again i'd be surprised if you haven't seen some of these but an american werewolf in london 1981 is the next one up number five on my list here is the thing 1982 a research team headed up by rj mccready finds itself menaced by a terrifying shape-shifting alien out in the snow blasted wilds of antarctica with the creature loose in their base and able to assimilate any organism it chooses the tension within the team reaches breaking point any one of them could be The Thing. This is The Thing 1982, of course, directed by John Carpenter, a favourite of mine. Uh, fantastic cast, um, a lot of people, but um, just kind of a brief description of cast here is Kurt Russell, Wilfred Brimley, Keith David and Richard Massore. Um, again, I'm going to mention the special makeup effects here by Rob Bottin because they're absolutely fantastic. Um, a lot of creature effects and stuff, 1982. Again, practical stuff. You can't beat that practical uh, special effects stuff. Um, cinematography by Dean Cundy is fantastic. Of course, he worked with Carpenter previously. Um, Kurt Russell, uh, I mean, you know what can you can never say anything bad about that guy. Uh, fantastic in this. There is a great uh, scene, the blood test scene. It's brilliant. Uh, you know, talk about building up suspense. That's um, that's how you do it in that scene, and uh, features a whole lot of other scenes. Um, uh, cool scenes in the movie that you really need to check out again i would be surprised if you haven't seen this but the thing 1982 is number five on the list it's intermission rise and stretch time time to refresh yourself and visit our snack bar okay so we're halfway through the list here of 1980s halloween movie recommendations from my collection let's take a quick moment to do some of the housekeeping 
Up in the Boot is a podcast and a video series produced by me, Rob, just for fun. And from my interest in film and working as a projectionist, it does cost me a little bit of money to keep producing the content for the website and the podcast and the video series each and every week. So with that in mind, I decided to launch some cool movie-related t-shirts over on the website, a percentage of which goes to me. There's some cool sort of projectionist-related t-shirts on there. A top seller is presented in 70mm 6-track, 35mm sound starts, splice here, picture start, all those kind of things. Uh, there's a new line of rules t-shirts, Stephen King rules, John Carpenter rules, Wes Craven rules, and there's some uh, cool The Thing inspired t-shirts in court we trust, Kurt Russell t-shirts. So uh, head on over to the website, opentheboodpodcast.com, click shop, you'll be able to see all of the designs available. You'll then be taking the Red Bubble, the company who print and ship the merch. Don't forget to tag me online if you pick up any of the Open the Boot merch. Now let's get back to this episode. Okay, so number six on the list is Poltergeist 1982. It knows what scares you. They're here. Playful at first, but not for long. A storm erupts, a tree attacks, and little Caroline Freeling is whisked into a spectral void. As our family confronts horrors galore, something else is here too. A new benchmark in Hollywood ghost stories. Producers Steven Spielberg and Frank Marshall and director Toby Hooper head the elite scream team of this classic. Welcome to home, sweet haunted home. Portal Guys 1982, directed by Toby Hooper, as I just mentioned there. Cast includes Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, Heather, o- Heather O'Rourke and Dominique Dunn. As I mentioned there, produced by Steven Spielberg, I always felt the Spielberg producing this completely overshadowed Toby Hooper directing this. Um, and there was a controversy a while ago about whether uh, Toby Hooper actually directed it or, or whether Spielberg had kind of stepped in and kind of done his own thing or you know maybe behind people's backs and stuff like that um i'm not 100 percent sure of that story there but um it's a great story good idea good cast uh heather o'rourke is fantastic and of course she would go on to be in poltergeist 2 and 3 to complete the series and um, it's one of these movies where i kind of feel sometimes it's kind of a sad series of movies to watch the three of them um there's kind of uh, if you're aware of the movies you're probably aware of the uh, kind of rumoured course that's involved with the three movies um, shortly after this one Poltergeist 1992 uh, was released Dominique Dunn who played the older sister was actually murdered by an ex-boyfriend of hers and um, then of course after the three movies Heather, o- Heather O'Rourke would pass away quite young as well and I believe there was a couple of other uh, maybe cast and crew and stuff you know um, had accidents and stuff like that on set and whole rumoured thing about you know the skeletons in, in this movie 1982 being real skeletons not dummy skeletons and all sorts of crazy goings on but um, yeah that's the next one up on the list Poltergeist 1982 we continue on with number 7 on the list A Nightmare on Elm Street 1984 from modern horror master Wes Craven comes a timeless shocker that remains the standard bearer for terror Nancy is having grisly nightmares. Meanwhile, her school, high school friends, who are having the very same dreams, are being slaughtered in their sleep by the hideous fiend of their shared nightmares. When the police ignore her explanation, she herself must confront the killer in his shadowy realm. Featuring Johnny Depp in his first starring role and the mind-bending special effects, this horror classic gave birth to one of the most infamous undead villains in cinematic history. 
Freddy Krueger. A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Directed by Wes Craven, of course, and cast includes Robert England, Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, Ronnie Blackley, and as, as we mentioned there, a very young Johnny Depp. Um, a unique idea in the horror slasher genre. Um, pretty cool. The opening kill of Tina kind of sets up what Freddy Krueger is all about and, and how he kind of goes about things. Really cool. Um, I, all, I always kind of thought of Nightmare on Elm Street as the series goes on. You know, I've always kind of thought of Freddy as the more kind of fun-loving, sort of wise-cracking, joking um, of the horror killers, uh, you know, rather than the kind of stalking slash kind of uh, Jason and, and Michael Myers. Um, but yeah, of course, you couldn't do a list without A Nightmare on Elm Street on this one. Next one up on the list is The Lost Boys 1984. Sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. Sam and his older brother Michael are all American teens with all American interests. But after they move with their mother to peaceful Santa Carla, California, things mysteriously begin to change. Michael's not himself lately and mom's not going to like what he's turning into. The Lost Boys reshapes vampire tradition, deftly mixing heart-pounding terror, rib-tickling laughs and a body-joyriding rock soundtrack. Under Joel Schumacher's direction, a marvellous cast stakes you to the gleefully ghoulish entertainment. The Lost Boys, 1984, directed by Joel Schumacher, as I mentioned there. Cast, uh, wonderful cast, includes Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Jamie Gertz, Edward Herman, Jason Patrick, Diane Weist, Kiefer Sutherland and Alex Winter. This was only Schumacher's fourth or fifth movie, I believe, in his directing career. Um, pretty awesome 80s vampire movie. Uh, featuring, uh, you know, as I just mentioned there, a pretty fantastic 80s cast. Uh, soundtrack was pretty rocking for an 80s movie. And then, um, of course, the end showdown is pretty cool in there as well. So that's The Lost Boys, 1984. Number nine on the list is Evil Dead 2, 1987. Ever thought of taking your girlfriend away for the weekend? Maybe to some secluded spot in the country so you can spend some quality time together. But then ended up hacking her to pieces with a chainsaw after she's pos- become possessed by a grotesque flesh-eating demon resurrected by spells from the book of the dead ash williams adds trapped in a dark world of flying eyeballs and deadly severed limbs axe wielding ash williams will be pushed to the edge of his sanity as he fights to survive against the unspeakable supernatural forces intent on having him dead by dawn evil dead 2 dead by dawn 1987 director sam raimi of course and cast in there includes bruce campbell sarah berry dan hicks cassie wesley and ted raimi I when I originally put this list together I had the first Evil Dead um movie on the list and I decided to kind of swap out for Evil Dead 2. Um of course the first Evil Dead sort of movie burst onto the horror scene and sort of changed up the game and and all that sort of stuff. Um but I always sort of felt Bruce Campbell's kind of um comedic hilarious side sort of shines through a little bit more in Evil Dead 2 than Evil Dead 1. Uh, with the kind of over-the-top comedy and the horror mixture is really cool and lots of hijinks and stuff like that going on. So yeah, that's number nine on the list. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, 1987. So we come to number 10, the last one on the list here. Hellraiser, 1987. It will tear your soul apart. When Frank Cotton solves the mystery of a Chinese puzzle box, he enters the world of the Cenobites, a world where these cruel sadists thrive on pain. Later restored to life by the blood of his brother Larry, Frank rises to feed on the life forces of others. When Larry's wife agrees to provide the sacrifices he needs, the spills, chills and trills are just the beginning. Written and directed by the brilliant Clive Barker, Hellraiser is a film that cannot be ignored. 1987, uh, as we just mentioned there, directed by Clive Barker. Um, cast, fantastic cast again. Andrew Robinson, Claire Higgins, Ashley Lawrence and Doug Bradley, just to name a few there. 
Um, again, only from the mind of Clive Barker could we get something like this Hellraiser. Uh, I will mention the reanimation sequence that we just sort of briefly mentioned there about um, about Larry coming back uh, to life is pretty fantastic, pretty cool. I believe a time lapse is how they done it back in '87. Pretty cool. And um, I will sort of mention on rewatching, although the Cenobites have sort of short on screen time. Um, they're fantastic, um, as is the rest of the cast, as I mentioned, Andrew Robinson, uh, Claire Higgins, brilliant, and Ashley Lawrence was always kind of a standout to me uh, whenever I watched Hellraiser, and of course would go on to appear uh, in some more Hellraisers in the series, but that's the last one up here in this list, Hellraiser 1987. Okay guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Up in the Boot. That was 10 Halloween movie recommendations from the 1980s from my movie collection. If you haven't checked out the previous episodes from the 2000s and the 1990s, please do so. I'm going to try, plan on doing a 70s, pre-70s and uh, Halloween horror documentaries uh, recommendation list as well. Don't forget to head on over to the website upintheboothpodcast.com where you can catch up on the previous episodes of the podcast and all the various video series I produce. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's available on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. You can give me a follow. I'm on social media, pretty active on there. Instagram is at Up In The Boot Podcast or you can follow me personally at Projectionist Rob. Twitter is at Up In The Boot Pod and again, you can follow me personally at Projectionist or don't forget to like the Facebook page. Just search for Up In The Boot Podcast. Thanks for listening everyone and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.